In this devotional, I'm going to share with you three thoughts from Daniel chapter 4, verses 34 through 37, where I'll ask the question, why should the powerful serve God? Daniel chapter 4, verses 34 through 37 says, At the end of the days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted my eyes to heaven, and my reason returned to me. And I blessed the Most High, and praised and honored him who lives forever. For his dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom endures from generation to generation. All the inhabitants of the earth are accounted as nothing, and he does according to his will among the hosts of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth, and none can stay his hand or say to him, What have you done? At the same time, my reason returned to me, and for the glory of my kingdom, my majesty and splendor returned to me. My counselors and my lords sought me, and I was established in my kingdom, and still more greatness was added to me. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the king of heaven, for all his works are right, and his ways are just, and those who walk in pride he is able to humble. Earlier in chapter 4, Nebuchadnezzar, the great king, of Babylon looked out over all his kingdom and said, I am pretty great. I am the best. There is nobody better. And the Lord decided to humble Nebuchadnezzar. And Nebuchadnezzar essentially becomes a wild man. He becomes a beast. He loses all civility and those things that make us human. He acts like an animal. And he acts like an animal for years. And it isn't until the Lord grants him to have his humanity or his sanity or whatever it is back that he recognizes the greatness of God. At this time, Nebuchadnezzar is the most powerful person in the world. There's no rival to him in terms of power or wealth or influence. He's the best, and yet the Lord is able to bring him low. So here are three thoughts from Daniel chapter 4, verses 34 through 37, answering the question, why should the powerful serve God? Thought number one, everlasting kingdom. This whole ordeal that Nebuchadnezzar goes through helps him to realize that even though his kingdom is the greatest kingdom in all of the earth, and he is the most powerful man in all of the earth, that the Lord is greater than he. That the Lord, God, is king over all creation that his kingdom reigns forever. And Nebuchadnezzar, even though he's great and powerful and significant, he recognizes that he is a mere man. And as a mere man, he does not have the power of the everlasting God. He doesn't have the significance of the God who reigns forever from on high. He just doesn't compare at all. So the powerful should serve God because God is king in an everlasting way. Thought number two, none more powerful. Nebuchadnezzar recognizes through this whole ordeal that there is none who is more powerful than God. And he knows this because he is the superpower in the world at this time. There is nobody more powerful than him. And yet, the God of Daniel, the God of the Israelites, is able to turn him into a raving madman for years. He starts to recognize that there is none more powerful than God, that no one can stay his hand, that the things that God has set out to do, there's no stopping them. There's nothing that you can do. If the Lord has said it will happen, it will happen. So the powerful should serve God because they recognize that 
He is more powerful than they. In Star Wars, they say there's always a bigger fish. God is that greater fish. Thought number three, righteous and just. Nebuchadnezzar realizes at the end of this whole experience that the God most high, the king of all the heavens, is righteous and just. There's an admission of guilt there. There's a confession that he was not righteous and just in saying that he was the greatest in all of the world and taking great pride in all of the things that he had accomplished and in believing that he was the most significant thing in existence. He recognizes the righteousness and justice of God and realizes that the suffering that he experienced was good. It was good because it helped him to acknowledge the greatness of the almighty creator of the universe. So the powerful should serve God because God is righteous and just in ways that we just aren't. In fact, all of our ideals of righteousness and justice stem from him. He is the source of them all. So if we would be righteous or just, we must look first to God, who is the epitome, the definition of these things. And that is why even the powerful should serve God. These three thoughts come from the assigned reading of Daniel chapters 1 through 6. If you'd like to read through the Bible with me, you can do so by subscribing to this channel, by clicking on the link in the description, or by joining the Facebook group Through the Bible, where we are reading the text of Scripture together.